And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, November 4th, after the Celtics win over the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and it was a good one. I mean, we can just jump right into it. No need to an intro when we're recording literally an hour after the game ended. Uh, Celtics picked up a win over the Nets, 124 to one, <coughs> excuse me, 114. Um, it was a closely contested game uh, for the majority of it. Celtics pulled away in the end after a big uh, first quarter, I believe. No, wrong. Tied first quarter. Sorry. Big second quarter. Slipped in the third. Closed it out. Seven point gap in the fourth quarter. Uh, Derek White was not there. He was out for personal reasons. What we assume to be the birth of his second child. So congratulations to Derek White. Uh, Namiya yeah. Kate, the only other Celtic out. But Celtics five and zero. The only undefeated team in the league now. It's uh, yep. Cool. Still Very on cool. pace for eighty two and zero. And they actually kind of handicapped themselves tonight because they told Derek White and his spouse to hold off on the baby delivering until they have a game because they wanted a challenge. Because when they have their starting five, they're just supernova. But Celtics went into the fortress that is Barclays Center tonight and fended <laughs> off a Nets team that made a couple pushes in this game. And Celtics did a good job at responding to almost all of them, right? There was a couple mm. times where I was like, wow, really? Like the start of the third quarter, I wasn't even like at looking at my laptop. I was playing Mario Super Strikers at my friend's giving, which we'll be talking about later. And I looked down, I was like, oh, wow, they're only up two points now. They're just up 12. What happened? I didn't even see yeah. this happening. But again, just like solid rock solid performances from some of these guys down the stretch. If you want to point at one guy, and I don't know if we want to run right into the Let's look at this specific thing because it kind of kills the longevity of our game breakdown. But <laughs> Porzingis locking up on defense in the fourth quarter, also being crazy yeah. efficient, didn't even notice that. He was getting attacked on the perimeter, and it was just like, uh, I don't think it didn't so. Matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. Uh, speaking of attack, he also got tacked in the side. He he got like pushed around in this game. I, the refs were oh, uh, doesn't matter on this one. Yeah, didn't matter. Porzingis finished with 22, seven, three blocks. Um, probably had more than three blocks, low key. Uh, Jason Tatum also awesome in this game 32 10, points, 11 points. rebounds, 10,000 points on his career. 10th youngest player ever, youngest Celtic ever to hit that mark. 10 of 20 from the field, six of 10 from three, six of six from the free throw line. Jalen Brown, inefficient night, seven of 22, two of 11, but 23 points, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, and seven of eight from the free throw line. Drew Holiday, uh, 18 points, nine rebounds, 10 assists, six of 15, four of nine. Super efficient for him. Did get a block, Sam. So your 0.5 line lives on. Frank uh, and then took the bet and he, he started jumping around. Yep. Huge. And then Al Horford in the start in place of Derek White, 8.7 rebounds, three assists, a steal and a block, four, seven uh, from the field, over three from deep, but a team high plus 29 on the night. So shout out to Big Al. He was great. Um, the whole starting lineup looked good for the majority of the game. Uh, it, it, there were some times in there again. I mean, we can start diving into the niches of the game because that's kind of the whole point. Um, there were a few lineups out there. I didn't love Joe Mazzulla threw together. There was one in the, I can't remember if it was the, the second quarter, but it was Jalen Brown, Peyton Pritchard, O'Shea Brissett, uh, Sam Hauser and Christoph Porzingis. And there's just like a severe lack of 
offensive initiation. Like it was all on Jalen Brown and to Jalen Brown's credit made some really good passes in this game. Like he, he is noticeably improved as a playmaker, which is nice to see. But when he is your primary offensive hub, it's probably not going to be the best for long stretches of the game. Uh, so that didn't really work out too, too well. Um, to your point, the other stick alley to Chris stops. That was good. That was a great pass from him. Um, I will say the one thing that I do really want to talk about in this game, and we can dive into every other niche after Luke Cornett was really fucking good. <laughs> like, he, like unironically, Luke Cornett played really, really well in this game. 11 points, seven rebounds, got a steal as well. Five of five from the field. He was cutting. He was, he was pick and roll, you know, diving to the rim really hard. He was grabbing rebounds. He was playing solid defense. Like this was the best Luke Cornett game by far. And this was, probably even more than what you expect the best of Luke Cornett to be like, this is, this is a really good Luke Cornett game. Yeah. So like 90% of our listeners just scrolled down to the comments to be like, you guys are idiots overreacting to one Luke Cornett game. Uh, But he was really good. Didn't miss a shot today. Five of five for 11 points. He made a couple back-to-back baskets at the end of the first half to kind of help them seal off a incoming nets charge. I guess you could call it. I don't know if I want to call these runs, but a lot of teams have charged at the Celtics so far this season and tried to take away leads, and it hasn't really fared well for any of them, which is mm-hmm. a very good sign from the Celtics team, a team traditionally that we've seen blow leads. The damn sports book wouldn't even let me take insurance today. That's how good they are. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, very happy with Luke Cornett. He was just in the right spots. He was making the plays look very comfortable. He wasn't getting blocked, rushing. He wasn't fumbling around like we saw a little bit. I think it was the Wizards game where he looked kind of miserable on cuts, like dropping passes, wasn't finishing underneath. Glad we saw him bounce back today. Didn't turn the ball over at all. Even had a super cool steal. I mean, honestly, if you think about the Cornette and the Wizards game, he was playing with the bench players. I, I feel like he genuinely does just need to be playing with some of the starters to be at his best because it's like what we said in preseason. He's not built to excel when he's given more responsibility. He's built to do his job, and that's it. And that's exactly yeah. what he did in this game. But before we get too deep into this, uh, I do want to bring this up so we can do it at the start of the show and the end of the show. Uh, shout out in Pop Nito. Uh, in Pop Nito, Sam, this is your this was you initiated this uh this is, partnership. Yes. I'm gonna let you let you intro this and explain a little bit, and then we'll, we'll get into the details of, of what we're doing here. But sweet, right? Yeah, so in Pop Nito makes a ton of different great flavors of popcorn. I am a huge fan of popcorn. We've done the bits at the end of the show where it's me trying to guess calories of things. Popcorn is a pretty healthy snack, and you can make it taste good with all these different flavors. and I stumbled upon Impop Nito. I was telling Jack about it. I got some Impop Nito as a gift. Mm. And I was like, Jack, you got to look at this. We went on the website. Jack ordered some popcorn. I was like, hey, look, we can contact them. So we reached out. And so each podcast, we are going to be able to give away $10 in store credit to Impop Nito store. Meaning you can order a bag of popcorn for free. Uh, One lucky yeah. commenter. I don't know if it's per podcast, but I know we have one code for now, and I think it's we're going to see how it's going uh, past that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think what our, uh, our, the plan is, if you'd like to be entered in the giveaway, this is, by the way, In Pop Nito is going to be sponsoring the email portion, as you can see by what's pop with a little mail, though. So this will be up yes. during the emails as well. Um, if you'd like to be entered to get 10% off and order at In Pop Nito, and even if you don't get you know selected, still go order from In Pop Nito. You know, awesome. You know, if if it says you know leave feedback, say how about them Celtics sent you. Popcorn's really good. 
leave a comment or send us an email uh, that's led with what's popping and then comment anything you want. Just just lead with what's popping. Uh, one podcast for email Sam sends in the chat, which is a detail I missed. So one winner per episode. So comment, yeah. email with what's popping at the lead. Put it in the header of your email uh, or at the start of your YouTube comment and you will automatically be entered and we will do a draw and maybe I'll post it as a short or something on, on or post it on Twitter with a little wheel. You'll be entered uh, to see if you can get 10% off your order at in pop Nito. Uh, Sam, your favorite flavor, $10 gift card, <clears throat> $10 better. It's a hundred percent off certain orders. 10 per t- Yeah. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> $10 gift card. I'm getting the numbers mixed up because I'm trying it's to learn right. the flavors at the same time. What's your favorite flavor, lot. Sam? I have a few different flavors. So if you want the goat flavor, look no further than that cinnamon toast there that Jack is mm. hovering over. A fine flavor. Tastes just mm. like a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Great item. Discovered it at the Super Bowl. Brought a bunch of popcorn snacks to my boy's house. A mm-hmm. couple in Pop Nito flavors. Absolute baller flavor. Ooh, this you go in the gift really card, good. this is a good choice. Another quality flavor. I believe it was called strawberries and cream. Mm. It's like just mm, excellent, Mm, excellent treat. Different. Mm -hmm. It's it's quality, quality item. Look at that. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, I mean, a whole bag. It's like only what seven hundred calories. Not bad. Big time. So yeah, I mean, like I said. Email or comment that starts with what's popping. You'll be automatically entered to win a $10 gift card. We'll be doing one draw per podcast. So make sure you get your name in now and with everything. So if you comment normally, just put what's popping at the front. Maybe you get some $10 off popcorn. It's kind of a win-win. Yeah. You comment, we, only, we talk to you, and it's a W. <laughs> only one what's popping comment per person. Though. I, I know we have the two guys that show up in the comments to have a duel. Mm-hmm. They can't keep going what's popping. <laughs> We'll, we'll monitor that. And... Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll monitor those. But yeah, shout out Impop Nito. It'll be back during the email portion. Uh, we can jump back to uh, our discussion of Luke Cornett and the, the Celtics Nets game. But I thought we'd intro that. Appreciate you, Impop Nito. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, this is the win. After the first two games of the season against the Knicks and the Heat, we were like, oh, look at the Celtics. Uh, these two teams made runs and they, and they, you know, sort of quelled it. This Nets team to start the game. I genuinely thought this was going to be the Celtics' first loss. And it, it wasn't going to be like a bad loss in the sense that they just completely fouled flat. It was just the Nets were hitting tough shots. The Nets seemed to be playing harder. It's almost like they were on a back-to-back, and so they were just playing like, you know what? We're tired. We're just going to lay it all out there. We're just going to – fuck it. Like, we're just going to – we're not – you know, effort is going to lead the way rather than, you know, sk- plays and, and all that stuff. Uh, and it showed. And, and shout out the Nets, but Celtics reeled it back in. Fourth quarter – brought it back, secured the win. Um, big game uh, for Boston to win, in my opinion. Uh, Tatum was, he he damn well might win MVP. Man, he's, special. He's, he's, he's nasty. Tatum is, uh, <laughs> Tatum is nasty. Yeah. It's special, Tatum is, is super duper efficient. That is for yeah. sure. 50% from the field, 60% from three. And he yeah. took a zillion threes, took 10 threes tonight. Not my favorite number, but if he's making them, what do I care, right? I'm very happy to see the Celtics pull out a win in this game. Like you said, Brooklyn was giving them a pretty good punch throughout this game. I'm pretty sure they went, what was it, two and a half, three quarters without a turnover. They only had five total turnovers for the entire game. That's pretty impressive play from a Nets team without 
a true point guard. I mean, Ben Simmons is somebody they consider one of their main playmakers, and he didn't even play today. So to have these guys being extra careful with mm-hmm. the ball, pretty impressive from the Nets, and mm-hmm. they were making every single tough shot in this game. You know who it Cam was? Thomas, how many followways yeah. did he make over good defense from Drew Holiday or Brown, Tatum, you name whoever he got switched on to. Even Pritchard was giving him some good defense, but he was just knocking down really, really difficult looks. It was truly feeling like one of those games where it was going to be like, wow, Celtics got their first loss of the season and they lost to a Nets team without Cam Johnson and Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton. What is going on? Why did this happen? But instead we're here talking and being like, wow, Celtics fended off a really good punch from the Nets who couldn't miss tough shots, made several charges of them throughout the game. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed by this win. Sounds silly. But it's cool. And it's not it's something cool. you did in years past. And that's why it's impressive. Yes. This is growth. This is okay. They made moves over the summer and it's actually changed something. Okay. I see the vision. Yes. Great. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Cam Thomas, think, though. Uh, yeah. Can we, we just got to spend more than a second on that. That's it's nasty. Like he's really fucking good. He's having like 26 points in the season. Uh, 23, 21. He's not very I, old at all. I can't find it. He, no. He's he's in that range, 21 to 23 years old. 22. Younger than yeah. the two of us. <laughs> there you go. 22 years old. Yeah. And he's out Just there balling out. Just turned Just 22. Just turned 22. Uh, wasn't the most efficient game. 11 of 24. He's just under 50%. I guess he knocks down one more shot. He's at 50%. Um, but yeah, he's a tough shot maker. He's a bucket getter. And Celtics held off a pretty good game from him so good for him nets mm. i don't know nets might be a little bit better than you thought coming into the season by you i mean it, everybody they're weird i feel like a lot of people had them in like the play-in and then the year started and everyone's like ah, are they a playing team and then you watch this and you're like yeah they're probably a playing team that's i stand where i had them i think they're probably going to be like eight nine ten and it's fine um and that's you know dependent on the bulls continued collapse and the raptors being bad and raptors have actually been okay this year they, they're not that bad but um get ready for the nfl season with incredible offers from FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers can bet five dollars and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed that's guaranteed plus all customers who bet five dollars will get 100 dollars off nfl sunday ticket from youtube and youtube tv now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. It's weird. I, I will say, back to the Celtics you can see that they missed Derek white in this game for long stretches of it. Cause like the offense was away. just not as smooth. It was just <laughs> not as like, like obviously they got over the hump and they found a way to win because they're talented and that's what good teams do. And this is very clearly a good team. Um, but you could just see it. Like some of these lineups they were rolling out there, they were just missing the extra playmaker. You saw a lot of Tate, like true Tatum and the fellows today, like Tatum, Hauser, Brissett, Cornette, Pritchard, which is not something you would probably want to see, especially with Holiday Brown, Porzingis, <laughs> excuse me, and Horford on the bench. Like you, you'd usually see White in that lineup over um, Brissett or over Pritchard, um, and you didn't because he wasn't there. 
And so I think that's where you really miss Derek White. Luckily, Derek White has missed two games in the last like two years, and they've both been for the births of his children. So we've got at least nine months if he's really yeah. active. Uh, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe he's uh, one not to waste any time. <laughs> Respect. I, um, I have friends that have had that where they they were less than nine months apart. Disrespectful in November, though, I got to say. <laughs> yeah it's disrespectful <laughs> indeed yeah no but they really did miss Derek one on the court though in terms of another offensive hub because i truly yeah. think he is <sighs> i don't want to sound ignorant here or sound oh. like i'm saying stupid shit he damn well might be the second most important player in the team hmm. i stay i stand on that i think he's not the second best i think he's probably the fifth sixth best player on the team but in terms sure. of overall importance what he brings to the table the the connectivity between plays the the fluidity of the offense having that extra ball handler like the ability to like Derek white's not going to play poorly and have his inefficiency hurt you he's going to play poorly and only take two shots and play great defense right like, J- like this isn't to nitpick at Jalen brown or Christoph Porzingis, but like they will get their shots up, but they could have an inefficient night. If Derek white doesn't have it, he's just not going to shoot. Right. Or he's not going to respect shoot, but he he's going, he's to going to spots a lot play into the flow of the game. Exactly. And in, in doing so, he's going to help the Celtics offense with also bringing that defense. Like Derek white is a connector is probably one of the best there is. I like, you could see it for stretches in this game where they missed his defense and his offense because they didn't have the extra guy. And that's natural with teams that are very top heavy, but I, I don't think you see it this clearly. If you're missing one of the other three top guys, like drew holiday, maybe, but even so, like, I just think Derek white in the flow of this team has, has learned to play with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum and the rest of the guys so much that call me overreactionary and may I'm definitely biased, but like, you could see the, the effect of not having Derek White on the court. Sure. Yeah. We talked about two different aspects of this already on the show. First of which was that lineup that was Jalen and the boys, and it didn't really yeah. go well. And mm-hmm. if you're looking at a day where they have Derek White, Derek White's probably a part of that group. He's the one initiating the offense, not having to be Jalen Brown. Jalen can kind of operate in a more comfortable sense, whether it's catch and shoot or catch one move, go to the basket or create a midi. I really don't like Jalen being like the point of attack, just Mm-mm. create, 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 create. Okay. We'll see what's going to happen. I don't think that works that well. Also, I think when we talked about cam Thomas, the nets were able to kind of go after Pritchard and, and get cam Thomas, a lot of good matchups, not to say that he wasn't going to have a good game regardless, but when you have an all defensive caliber player guarding you and you're switching between two all defensive caliber guards, performance might go a bit different. You might get a little bit less of a productive game out of a Cam Thomas if Derek White's out there to do some defensive chasing around and harassment, if you will. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what else? What have we not talked about that we should talk about? What's um, Porzingis defense, we touched uh, on. Post awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we talked about this for an entire video. Celtics post offense is real. It, it is if they get oh, yeah. stagnant on offense, post up. If they need a bucket, post up. And it's always mismatches. They attacked the hell out of Cam Thomas in this game. They were Respect. saying Cam Thomas on the floor, post up Drew Holiday. 
post up Jason Tatum. Even Mikael Bridges got posted up by Drew Holiday because he's just stronger. He sure and, did, and, dude. He and, bullied Mikael Bridges. It was Mikael Bridges is a that. good, good defender, like a really good defender. Yes, and he's just not strong enough. And and Drew Holiday is a big boy. This this post offense the Celtics are running this year. And it's because they talked and they talked to us on the broadcast. By the way, Drew Carter, awesome on the like, yeah. he, like I really enjoy the dynamic him and Scal. Um, oh, I could do without Scal. The the dynamic of the Celtics offense is not just okay, get in the post and either you know back him down and get a layup or take a fadeaway jumper. It's get in the post, get to your spot, you can make a shot, draw help defense, make a pass, yeah. draw that def- d- defender, make a pass. There was one possession in the. Um, Oh, I, I, ha- I had it written down here. Um, I want the defense to be uncomfortable. Six, they make the defense play their game. Six minutes left in the first quarter. I'm going to pull it up because I, I know what it is and I have it ready. It this is why I have the notebook. Jack chilling to the NBA's copyright rules as we speak. <laughs> if he, people hate the copyright screen, don't give a shit. It ended in a missed three-pointer, <laughs> right? So it didn't sure. even end in a make, but it, it is exactly how the Celtics offense should be played. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. I have it right. <clears throat> so take a look here. It's a little bit in transition, but Jalen Brown is he gets position on Cam Thomas, right? Position exactly. on Cam Thomas. Entry pass by Drew Holiday. Bridges is forced to help over. Immediate pass by Jalen Brown. Yeah, great read again. Jalen Brown. You have two great open guys tonight. on the on the mm-hmm. screen right now. You have two open players, both of which are good three point shooters. You mm-hmm. pick your poison. Do you close out to Al Horford? Or are you going to try and cut off the pass to Tatum? Mm-hmm. That's the Horford gets the ball. Both of them go to Horford. Tatum gets the ball here, drives it. Now you could argue he should have taken this three. Celtics have been attacking all year. He literally should have done Mikael Bridges. I'm here for it. On this still gets in here, gets cut off by Cam Thomas. Sees Royce O'Neill here. Spencer Dinwiddie is just, just not hanging out. Anything just he just paid completely for side lost. Drew Holiday gets a wide open three. Again, doesn't go in. However, offensive rebound. Tatum misses a layup. Luckily, Al Horford also there. Horford puts that back in. Um, Going to get the great. boys their stats. Sam, uh, stop your camera and start it again. Uh, you're frozen. Uh, but <clears throat> that's exactly how the Celtics need to play offense. Get in the post on a mismatch. <laughs> uh, you're still frozen. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> My back? No, you're still frozen. <laughs> oh, man. But Jalen Brown gets in a mismatch. Great entry pass, and that's been a theme in the last few times. Um, still frozen, I guess. Yeah, you're still frozen. Uh, great entry pass. Been a theme in the last few games. I'm probably going to write it better eventually. Gets in a mismatch. Quick decision, quick pass. Passed around the three-point line while the Nets Six. are rotating. Open three for Drew Holiday. It was great. That possession is emblematic of the Celtics turning mismatch hunting into actual offense, right? And I wrote about it for Celtics blog after the um, the Pacers game. Usually mismatch hunting is like save for the playoffs. You're like, okay, we're in the playoffs. Let's take our best guy. Excuse me, put him against um, their worst defender and we'll make offense from there. And it's not a reliable or it's not consistently reliable because you can't find it consistently. The Celtics team is so good that they will always have mismatches on the floor. Yes. That's just that's the way it is. And uh, Joe Mazzula said before the Pacers game, someone talked to something about it, uh, about like finding the balance between ISO versus passing. And he goes, 
I showed a clip in film the other day where literally all five players on our team had a favorable matchup. What am I supposed to tell them? Don't attack it. Like literally every single player on the floor for the Celtics <laughs> had a matchup that they liked. And when you have a team like that and, and the possession that we just showed, you will always be able to find a guy on a matchup you like. In this case, it's often Cam Thomas because he's just not a great defender. Sure. And then from there, you're either going to draw help or get a bucket that or, or a, a shot attempt you're fine with. In the case of that, Mikhail Bridges helped. Jalen Brown made a quick read, pass it around, got a wide open shot. Every time you can do that every single possession. And that's how the right. Celtics have been playing offense. And guess what? They've put up 70 points in the first half for like three games in a row. Like it's it's yeah, active like offense, easy. They've they've not only had great scoring first halves, but they've also had very diverse scoring in terms of wow, all five starters have like 15 plus points. It's happened a couple times. Let's just imagine a world, right? Let's say Cam Thomas plays on a different team and uh, his name is Damian Lillard. Sure. I mean, that's a true weakness that the Celtics can exploit against the box. Like Milwaukee's defense is 27th in the league. As of when we did the pregame show, they were a team that looked not the best against the Knicks team. That's whatever. I mean, the Celtics had to fight against the Knicks too, but Dame being a part of that team's makeup on the defensive side of the ball does not help. He's someone that over the last couple of seasons hasn't been a tremendous defender. He's not going to get much better as he continues to age. The Celtics can continuously pick on Dame the way that teams picked on Kemba Walker when the Celtics were really a powerhouse, I guess, if you want to call them that. They were a very good team in that 2020 bubble season. Yeah. And they fell apart because teams just picked and picked at that scab and they had no way to stop the bleeding once it started. So good luck to Milwaukee if they don't find a solution to this damn thing. Because Brooke Lopez isn't getting any younger. Giannis is in his prime. Middleton's not getting healthier. <laughs> and Middleton is not getting well, healthier. And who's your fifth guy? Malik Beasley. <laughs> um, last couple things from the... Uh, game Porzingis and Hauser, good defense today is what Sam put. <laughs> Hauser's been really good, like genuinely, like he's not making his shots always. He made one today, but defense has been good. Rebounding has been a big thing for Hauser. And then I disagree with you. I kind of like the Nets jerseys. I kind of like them. I kind of no, was a fan. Bad. I like them. I like them. The, the, I think the concept, like when you saw it on paper, is bad. But watching them in the jerseys, I enjoyed. Oh, it. I didn't bad. like the. What, what is? I don't get. Like, what's the point of those jerseys? Like, like. I, well, I tweeted. I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. But visually, don't hate it. No, I think they look stupid, and I think the Nets overall need to change something. I kind of sure. like the very minimalistic design of their jerseys. The black and white is kind of cool, but they just it's always kind of like screw with it. Nah, I think nah, the Nets could have sick playing. jerseys if they just had the classic Nets design, like the lettering, the font of the New Jersey Nets, but they just kept it black and white. I think that would look kind of cool. Yeah, don't I can buy it. Um, can buy it. But yeah, man, I don't know. The Nets always have the weirdest alternate jerseys. Yeah. They had some good ones. I like the black and mm-hmm. white Um and also the the red, white, and blue, the blue like the old New those, York Knicks, yeah, ones. like the the, the blue and the New York Nets, yeah, not not the acid water. I mean, those ones are fine too, but the ones I'm talking about are like you know how the Kings have the stripe, 
Yes. No, I know. The Nets had those too, but they also had them in black and white. They were sick. Those are great jerseys. Just like do that. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Back to the white guy defense. Hauser, a couple big, big stops in this game. He had a couple big steals when the Celtics were kind of reeling. Good they were him. attacking him. They, Cam Thomas yes. tried to try to buy a ticket to Hauser Island, and Hauser said, "Port's closed." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job today. I I have not been a fan of Hauser so far this season. He didn't make his threes today. Didn't take a whole lot, but he did hold his own on the defensive end for some some of the very few turnovers the Celtics actually forced. So good for him, man. He was he was a big part of that fourth quarter like stabilization of everything that was going on for the Celtics. Agree. Good win for the Celtics. Showed growth. Uh, I'm a fan. All right. Next thing we have uh, is Aaron Neesmith, who obviously this is a couple days old now, but we haven't recorded since these articles came out. Uh, Aaron Neesmith had a big game, the game before the Celtics game, uh, and he reposted a Bleach Report tweet that. Um, was the SpongeBob holding like the paperclip on the rope and saying it said, you know, what the uh, Celtics had to give up to get Malcolm Brogdon? Yes. Uh, and Neesmith told, or this was from Jared Weiss uh, of The Athletic, his article. He said, Neesmith said, as soon as the trade happened, I saw the tweet and I saved it immediately. I'm someone who takes things personally and that helps make me better. It what drives me to go to the gym at night. So the tweet is always on my mind for sure. <clears throat> Bobby Manning of uh, CLNS and Celtics blog also wrote about it, said, I do take things personally and it helps me. Oh, this is the same quote. Uh, but he said uh, this, the other part of it was um, sometimes I'm having a good day or something. I open up the photos and it's in there. It makes me want to go to the gym. One <laughs> 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 of legitimate source tweets, it, it definitely holds more weight. More people see it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, good for Neesmith. I'm a Neesmith fan. Neesmith has had a pretty solid statistical season. If you look at his averages, 12 points, just under five rebounds, 52.4% from the field, 38.5 from three, good efficiency. But if you look at his game by game, it's either really good or just mediocre to add. (laughs) So he needs to kind of get it together to be consistent. You had 13 points in the opener. Then you had nine points, five points, 26 points against Cleveland, that one you were talking about. And then... Mm -hmm. Seven. Oh, I'm sorry. This is reverse order. So seven points the over. Then the 26 point outburst. Then five. Then nine. Then 13. Mm-hmm. He's been okay. He's been okay. Mm-hmm. I want to see him really start to find a real rhythm, though, because I do think Neesmith is a good player. I think he plays hard. I think he plays right, and I think he's bound to be a good role player for somebody. Sure. I hope it's the Pacers. I like the Pacers. I have no reason to dislike I do the Pacers. Too. I think Halliburton's one of the most exciting players to watch. I love a pass first or a passing guard that can. He really got clamped today. Teammates. You see what happened today? He got clamped. I thought he played really well. He did. Last play of the game, though, got clamped. Ball stolen on on his potential game winner. Oh no! You know who they play? By? The Hornets. Oh, Hornets L- have a couple Lamella, wins. <clears throat> Lamelo Ball clamped them. Stole the ball. Said Good for you later. Yeah. Lamelo LaFrance Ball. Got to respect him. Mm-hmm. Have to, have to be a uh, did you see guy. the uh, no you see the video of uh, the Jays going like the the promotional thing? This it was a good edit. Did. It was, but both Neesmith, come on, guys. <laughs> so fucked up. Wait, he played good coach. defense. He wasn't like getting killed. I don't think. I think they just nah. made tough shots. It was fine. All right, let's check out the emails. Uh, obviously, Ooh, what's popping here? Sponsored by Inpub. Oh, you got something? What, what do you mean? Here? I was gonna. No, I was gonna pull it up while you did the emails. Oh, I already got it. Don't you worry about it. I'm ready to rumble. But you know what's great about this background? Credit to Jack. It works both layouts. Both our full screen yeah. layout and kind of our share screen layout. No, to some degree. It's not as clean, but 
I'll tell you. Right? Is it? Eh. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <clears throat> Not as clean. Anyways, <clears throat> thank y'all. Uh, screenshot in the email. Uh, but again, comment or send us an email with what's popping in the front uh, mm-hmm. for a chance to enter to win a $10 gift card to Inpopnito. So shout out to Inpopnito. Um, Great product. <clears throat> very good. All right. I can't say enough good things about it. All right. Let's read the emails. RJ, bug meat windshield. This was the blowout we expected in D.C. This was about the Pacers game. Even guys, tonight was the most workmanlike blowouts I've seen since the 80s. Celtics were roasting teams. Not showing off, not making lucky bounce shots, just playing defense and run the offense. Turn the crank and you get a 50-point drubbing. Even the bench showed up in the fourth quarter because to outscore this, uh, even the bench showed up in the fourth quarter to outscore the starters in their first quarter, 46-44. And if you will, allow me a moment to boast about my prediction. Tonight is the night the bench gets big points. You ready here first? He did call it. Shout out to RJ starters, 92 bench, 63. I also called Sam Hauser making his first four three pointers in the chat comments, but that one didn't make the screen. I think a buy lottery ticket. Maybe I talked about the you one and band, one sound idea in a previous email. I think tonight was the first real display. Everyone took the floor, uh, played basketball for the full 40 minutes and it was beautiful. Let's all enjoy the ride. Or I think we're in for a very special season. Let's all enjoy the ride. I agree. So I'm in on pace not to lose a game. Oh, also sent us the email answers. Finally, <clears throat> uh, squad a was 86 Celtics. This year was after three games and squad C was the 76 championships. So thank you, RJ. We that. were never gotten at RJ. I don't know. <laughs> um, Philip sends an email, pace and space fellas. Happy weekend. Hope Sam is feeling better, but still sick enough not to work Respect. It's online. Thank you. I have a hot take given how early we are in the season. The starting lineup has better floor spacing than any Celtics team ever. Part of Maybe. it is that the game has changed. Of course, we have five shooters, but I give credit to Joe, who's emphasizing pace and pull-up jumpers. Both further help to prevent defenses from slacking off the guy or helping off a player. Related, all Celtics rosters I can re- recall had either non-scorers or post-only players. Makes me think we're watching the best spacing team we've ever seen in the parquet. What do you guys think? Will this continue the regular season, the playoffs? I, I think it could be, genuinely. like uh, there, There is not a single player who touches the court for the Celtics uh, who can't shoot. Um, Luke Hornet doesn't shoot, but he can shoot like if, yeah, if he, he really needs to. Um, but the starting lineup in the top six, especially, are all not just like can shoot, they're all very good three point, like they're good shooters. It's not like they have a lineup full of guys who, yeah, this guy can shoot. Maybe like it's not like the Sixers, like PJ Tucker can shoot, he's not great at it, but like he has been a good shooter in the past. But teams live with it because he's not a great shooter anymore. You cannot live with anybody in the Celtics taking open threes. It's, you just can't. And so, well, guys, that yeah. don't really play. <laughs> what do you mean, Lamar Stevens, O'Shea Brissett, like those guys? Well, yeah, but I'm talking anybody who will be in the closing or starting lineup. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, listen. Celtics kind of rule. They both made a three tonight ball. too. He did. I was excited. Yeah, his short looked pretty good on that shot too. I thought of you. <clears throat> and then he took like three more, and they were all that close. He was like a negative. What 13 14 the box score, unfortunately. That's all right. We, we, I like O'Shea. About that. Um, but back to the spacing. I'm kind of interested in Phil's point about the the pace and what that does to the defense. Because I hadn't thought of it like that. What I was thinking, I'm like, oh, why is Sam Hauser shooting the ball this early in the shot clock? Why are they just settling for pull-up threes? But maybe if you look at it this way, they're not settling. Maybe they're really trying to keep the defenses honest, which in theory, is a pretty good idea, but I still prefer that they work and work and work and work until they get the best look they can get. And or also, at least a better look than that. The faster you play, the more shots you get in the game. And with how good the Celtics defense has been, not a terrible strategy. <laughs> um, 
that's half joke though. But uh, yeah, no, I, they've been good. Celtics have been really good. I'm enjoying. You know my favorite season. play of the game tonight. Mm. The two for one that Jalen airballed. <clears throat> okay. Because they were like uh, two for one. Got mine second. was mine was Porzingis pulling up from the fucking logo. <laughs> they made it. I was watching with Literal all my logo. friends, and I was like, "Did you guys see that? Like, he shot from the logo. He's a four. <laughs> Crazy." Uh, another email from Philip Jersey and court fellas. Obviously when you look at Pete Holmes work, uh, the Nike stuff. Oh yes. Pete Rogers. Uh, the Nike stuff leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, also in the mid season tournament is clearly a cash grab. Uh, so it is easy to dislike the uniforms in the new court. However, when I saw the actual release of the new city edition Jersey, I had a change of heart. Here are my reasons. First, the actual colors are always better than the leaked digital images. True. From experience ordering branded products for a company, the digital files look more obnoxious with saturation. Um, then the physical swag doesn't real lighting. It was true yet again with the uniforms this year. And I would assume the same for the new courts looking better well, in reality than on the modern or in a digital format. Uh, well, there's a line there. Some some of the courts are just bad in general, but I think this all is going to be all right. Bad. Second, I thought the explanation of the jersey was pretty cool. The font heralds back to 1891, and the wood on the side is supposed to be the wood of a peach basket in reference to the region's woodworking. I like that because only a handful of teams can represent a lineage that long, and no team can make a connection to the game's origin except us. Sorry, Lakers. Not hmm. sorry. Lastly, I can see how well the uniform is going to fit with the new court. Hear me out. The new court has the same font as the New Jersey and the same colors, but the colors are in contrast as the court's mostly green. Some wood trim with very little white. Well, the uniform is mostly white with some green, some wood trim. I think the players are really going to pop on the new court, effectively making both look better than they would individually as they would contrast our other Kelly green stuff. So are you still fully out on this year's Jersey court or could you be swayed by their synergy? I'm going to go first because I know Sam's going to yes. be a loser. Go ahead. I don't actually hate it. I'd never like truly hated it. I think the court gimmick thing is kind of lame. And I think a lot of the courts are bad. I think the Celtics court will probably look fine. I think it'll all look good. I think it's whack as hell. It's just not parquet. Like if it was parquet with the painted stuff on, it'd be fine. They, the lack they of parquet is whack. Um, but overall, I think the jerseys look fine. I kind of like the Boston like arch. Like I like the font. I think the branding is cool. It's just the the designs, like the, the exterior could have been executed a little better. But I, I'm not actually completely out on it. But I'll let Sam be it. Yeah, I, I don't really like the... I just don't like the white alternates. I don't think you need a white alternate with the Celtics. I just think you have the best white jersey like ever. You have the best home uniform ever. Just wear it. And I hate when they wear the whites on the road. They did it in Brooklyn tonight. It looked terrible. But as a uniform itself, it's not like the worst thing ever. It's not. It's not the banner jersey. The banner jersey was terrible. It's not the yeah. Earth Day jerseys, which came in the same season. Those were also terrible. Honestly, I'd like to see them be more creative. If anything, I, I, I'm in on yes, getting creative and doing something fun, but also make it make sense. Don't just do some or don't do something that like you need to be like, hey, like, look at this very small detail. Get it like the well, Bucks for, did. Yeah. Example, the concept of the parquet jerseys they did good. The gray ones? having it. Yeah. Having it be gray. Horrible. Bad. Terrible. But the concept of that. Good. Just executed horrendously. Yeah. So no, I, I think something something like that, like no. the concept of having a banner on a jersey because you have a banner is cool. Execution awful. Bad. Like you've got to you've got to find a way. Like Pete Rogers, just sign him. Like get, that's the thing. Like there. you literally have this guy busting his ass every game putting out jerseys to kind he, of bring this full circle to the beginning. If they of made email, if they just made those ask main him, jerseys, bro. if they made those main jerseys, sales. You know what I'm saying? Like. So I, I jerseys, I think every team should have a Pete Rogers is my take on the 
the city jerseys. If you really want to make it about um, the region, the team, the fan base, which they claim to do, like we want to really make it about the culture and history around each team, bring in a guy that does stuff like Pete Rogers. Pete Rogers is creative as hell and has a bunch of ideas every single time the Celtics win, which is like every day now. So the man has put in the work. With the court, I think the parquet aspect of this is very important, something you mentioned. I think the green on this court sucks. I know it matches the jersey. It sucks. I just don't like that they look like they're running with Milwaukee Bucks stuff. I don't like it. And this isn't even about the jerseys. This is really court-based. I thought Milwaukee's court on Friday night when they played the Knicks looked kind of cool. You know why? Because it was primarily a regular wood-looking court, and then it had a color stripe down the middle. And if that was the design, I could probably live with it. But with the Celtics, I think they just kind of missed it. I think they could have did parquet in some way. If they made the strip parquet, I think it would look kind of cool. I also kind of wish they did not this green. They did more of the annoying green it used to be in the old garden. I think that would have been cool. I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see it. For real. I saw it. You saw the video on Twitter of it. Did you not? Uh, Maybe I did, but I don't remember. I, 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 I want to see it. I want to see it with the the jersey and stuff. I, I'm generally either indifferent or like something. Like I I rarely dislike something enough to have a strong opinion. So it's just, it's fine. Whatever. <clears throat> All right. Next email. RJ. The Celtics real secret sauce. Afternoon, guys. Uh, I hope you're feeling better, Sam. Otherwise, Jack will have to fit you with Duke's cone of shame. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I like that Coach Missoula treated the fourth quarter of the Pacers game as a coachable moment, and he gave the bench guys focus coaching after the Wizards game. If everyone's going to contribute, everyone needs to be coached up to their potential, both as individuals and as a squad. Well, that's good. What will make this team great is that Pritchard, Hauser, Cornette, and the rest are going against the starting six in practices, learning how to defend and score against five all-stars in player 101. They're going to get better and more fearless as the year progresses. My hope is that one game this year, <clears throat> the bench guys start the game as a unit, and the usual five comes off the bench. I, I hate to say it's not going to happen. <clears throat> in the same spirit as Larry Bird's left-handed game against Portland because they're all good enough to want the extra challenge. <laughs> Ratless, the Pacers, cup court, even Boise State smurfed her. Wasn't that eye searing? Should we pull up the meme? The one I sent Uh, you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Pacers (laughs) one is bad. Pacers one is real bad. Yeah, I was on Reddit today and I saw saw a post about this. I immediately sent it to Jack. Jack got a nice kick out of it. Yeah. What's What's going on in there? Since in season tournament, Jerry, it's just the crazy blue light from the Kenny Rogers chicken episode. I said the right, the right, the lead it. Oh my gosh, the light is red in the episode and it keeps Kramer up all night. Yeah, bad, my bad, point. dude. It's bad 1147. Uh, silly question time from RJ. Morning, Sam. Yeah. Morning, Jack. In honor of the silly courts, have some silly questions. Do you think the White family will name their newborn after Marcus, Rob, Malcolm, or Luke, regardless of gender? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Don't think so. <laughs> um, do the alternate courts would look better in NBA Jam? What secret pairings would you like to want to see? Uh, for this year's Celtics under a cheat code. Hmm. As in which pairing would be the best? Loki Tatum Porzingis would be the best NBA jam, I think. Yeah, probably. Because you could play Tatum as a point guard pretty much and just have Porzingis super tall and can shoot and dunk and block shots. Yeah, I think that's the wave. Uh, Maybe Derek White. A genie gives you the wish of one NBA player's talent. Would you rather have Jokic just passing Steph's range, uh, Rob shot blocking or someone else signature skill? Happy Saturday, RJ. Uh, Steph shooting, I think, is is the easiest answer here. Uh, that's my that's my my go to here. 
I think I want like Rob's athleticism. I want somebody's athleticism. I want to be like able to be like just like a, a force. You can I think about this quite and, often. You can be super athletic and not be in the league. If you shoot like Steph Curry, you're going to be in the league. That's my thought process. That's not true. If That's if true. I give you Steph Curry's shot, you can't play defense still. Yeah, neither can fucking Trey Young or Seth Curry or JJ Redick. Or, you know, like, <laughs> so no. I, I can learn how to be not like the absolute worst by playing. I also think I would like to dribble the ball. Nah, just I'm just thinking of things I can't shoot. do. Like I'm, I'm not Steph Curry, but I can shoot the ball pretty comfortably. Duncan Robinson made 90 million fucking dollars. Give me Steph shot. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> the world has changed or not the world. The league has changed a lot in what? Three years. Doesn't matter. Shooters still get money. <clears throat> Athletic guys don't often always get money. I, I think I'd want to be able to dribble. Nah. I want the shot. Fucking... Well, I'm not trying to make the league. I'm trying to be good at pickup or in men's yeah, league. I'm still taking the shot. Give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling. It's fucking You're that like one game I had. guy ever to watch. <clears throat> I just be proc. That's all he does. <laughs> it's the same shit. Um, proc be in Vegas. Quick tidbit for people that nobody will know about this. With us? He'll be, he's not coming with us, but he's okay. going to be there at the same time. <clears throat> Sick. Yeah. I like Brock. Good guy. All right. Last email. Nets halftime email. Ooh. Quick hits at the half. Celtics look like last year's squad quickly, then lost a the end of the quarter. Finished strong, which is good. Starters still seem to diss the bench. Pritchard and Hazard spent their first three minutes being spectators on offense. Still up by 12 at the half is okay. Be well. Well, all these things. Past RJ. Well wait till you see the beginning of the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. But it all turned out okay, though. It all turned out okay. All right. Thank you to all our emailers. We appreciate you very much, Again, per usual. Comment, email, what's popping to get entered into the contest for the $10 gift card. You'll be able to get yourself one bag of popcorn, I think, mm -hmm. at least. Bunch of flavors. $10 to choose gift from. card. Cannot $10 go wrong. Card. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. You can slam back popcorn if we ever get to do playback again because blackouts on NBA League. Yes, Pass. sir. Leave a comment or an email led by what's popping. Throw it somewhere in there. You'll be automatically entered. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the NBA part of the show, and we can start. This dude, Victor Wembanyama, is disgusting. Like, uh, genuinely, Victor Wembanyama might be in line to be one of the best players in the NBA very, very soon. Like, he's, I like, what do you do to stop him? Like, how how do you stop Victor Wembanyama? Genuinely, I, like, uh... pray, hope. I'm interested to see him go against Porzingis. Not to be like completely Celtics, like glasses on, but they're similar in size. Like Porzingis is somebody that probably can at least mentally take on the, hey, this guy can do all this and he's my size he's kind of thing. Him, though. He's going to dribble right around him. He's The Porzingis craziest thing about Wemby is how much of a threat he is as a role man because he does not have to jump mm -hmm. yeah. to catch these lob over lead passes, whatever you want to call them. And he's able to more quickly make decisions as the role man because he's not coming down yeah. from a jump. You know, it's crazy. So first, What's Zach that? Lowe was explaining it, and he said he described Wemby as a as a packed city, like a dense city, in the sense that when you don't have more room to build out, you build up. And like yes. when you don't have spacing this way, your spacing is up. Yes. Porzingis is 7'3". Wemby's probably like 7'5", around roughly. Sure. Porzingis wingspan, 7'6". Wemby has a six-inch reach advantage on Christoph wow. Porzingis. They should Eight-foot wingspan. Dude, 
you you say like oh he'll he'll you know be able to contest he's still gonna shoot over porzingis like he's still gonna shoot right over him that's nuts they should do a one-on-one i mean did you watch either of the sun spurs games i watched the second one where he popped off i made sure i went back and looked at him playing well and i'm telling you man you saw everything from Wemby in that game. You saw him as a, I don't need the ball guy. I'm going to just be the role man in the pick and roll and dominate that way. Again, for the same reason. He doesn't have to jump. He's taller than everyone, and guards can easily find him in that spot. I mean, he's just grabbing offensive rebounds and just, like, flicking it back up. Like, it doesn't matter. Yes, and then you also saw Wemby in the fourth quarter when Phoenix cut San Antonio's lead down from 20 to basically tie the game, take over, and create shots for himself to help ice the game. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's, you got to see the complete package, nice. why everyone was hyping this guy up all through the winter last year, being like, tank, tank, tank. What, five games into the season? You've seen, oh, 38 points. Okay. The man has arrived. Nasty. Now, I don't know if the Spurs played today. Admittedly, not a big fan of the rest of the league all the time, but I do pay attention. Hmm. Curious to see if he's able to really continue to keep building on things and just be like, I'm going to be consistent around 20 points per game. I'm going to make the Spurs competitive. Spurs have a winning record through the first four games, right? Yeah, two wins against the Suns, too. It's crazy. I mean, they did not play today out of nowhere. They play tomorrow. But yeah. Who they have? The Raptors. Should be a win. <laughs> yeah, fun to see one to go. Uh, but let's uh let's take no coughing on stream. Let's uh take a look around the league uh and check in with the standings. So Celtics are obviously the last undefeated team in the NBA at uh <clears throat> excuse me, five and oh now. Uh behind them, Sixers at four and one. Really good. And it's because Tyrese Maxey's averaging twenty seven points a night and shooting fifty percent from three. <sighs> yeah. Sixers are probably just going to be good, which is kind of annoying. But Hawks also four and two, Magic four and two, Bucks three and two, and everybody else is five hundred and below, including the Cavs at two and four, the Heat at two and four, the Knicks at yeah. two and four. Not a good look for, the, for those teams. You should probably yeah. be playoff squads. Well, the Knicks were very close yesterday to setting the Bucks crashing down to five hundred or. Two and four. I don't remember what it was at the time. Would have been two and four if they lost, yeah. Yeah. And tell you whose fault it was is uh, none other than Julius Randle, who was absolutely garbage in the clutch. Meanwhile, his teammate, Jalen Brunson, having a monster game. What do you have, 43, 45 points or something like that? Yeah. In Milwaukee for that play or playing in-season tournament game. And Randle's like, it's my turn. 45. Yeah, fumbles around, ends up losing the game, doesn't get back on defense after Brunson misses a tough look, and Trivia. Dave ends up getting the end one. Trivia, what tour date did Julius Randle shoot from the field? Oh, that's a good give question. Me, give me a tour date. <clears throat> give me a month and a day. Uh, June 22nd. <laughs> what would that be? Six of 22. Really close. Uh, May 20th. May 20th. Five of twenty. That's the tour date to this one. I, I truly just don't know how Knicks fans, including watch this team and be like, this is a guy that's supposed to help us win. Including a clean January 9th from three, big time. Never want to see January. <laughs> Never yeah, want yeah, to see. You, know, you should not be going on tour in January, dude. If you're trying to do stadiums, it's cold out. You, you gotta know? be. You gotta at least be a, an August guy. And if yeah. you're not an August guy, <clears throat> tough. 
tough. That uh, man is anyways. just not a winning player, bro. He's just not. I, I'm so happy. Like, this has been the first guy I've really trashed. Not to say, like, everyone's like Zach Levine's a winning player. But, like, people are starting to come around and be like, this guy might not be good. And I was like, I tried to tell you. Bad player. Yet he's made two all-NBA teams. I don't get it. Because it kind of had no other option. Because guys missed games. And, like, KD was hurt. LeBron was hurt. Uh, Anthony Davis missed time. Like, all of these things fell into place for him to wind up in an all-NBA team. Unbelievable stuff. Bucks would have been two and three if they lost, by the way. My bad. Um Okay. Looking around the rest of the league, Nuggets six and one, Warriors five and one, Mavs four and one, Pelicans four and two, Clippers, Timberwolves, Spurs, all three and two, everyone else five hundred and below, including the two and four Suns, uh, and the oh and six Grizzlies. Yeah. Tough. Tough for the boy, Marcus. Hate to see it. Yeah. Still have the jersey hanging up and back out of respect. Very tough. Uh, Warriors, well. though. Yeah, these have been fine. I'm surprised at the Warriors. They just look really good. Like they just look really fucking good. <laughs> and the best part is, they're four and zero at away. Uh, excuse me, four and zero on the road. I think they won like ten total road games last year. Nine, <clears throat> nine total road games. Uh, where they're the nine and thirty. Eleven, eleven and thirty last year on the road. Oh, I'm an idiot. Four and zero already. Like they were garbage on the road last year, though. So bad. It was the reason why their yeah. whole season went off the rails. Well, not really the whole reason. It was a result of the Draymond thing where yeah. they just weren't able to get it together and it carried over into the playoffs. It was the reason they weren't a top seed where they were home home court. And oddly enough, they did win game seven and game five yeah. in Sacramento. But I mean, they really, really struggled on the road last year. and It was crazy. And now they're back, I guess. Chris Paul looks really good with them. Yep. Give him his credit. Um, any other teams around the league that look interesting? I can pull up. Let me let me pull up players' uh, traditional stats uh, sure. on NBA.com. Well, uh, let you do that. In season tournament tipped up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first first games ever. Yeah, of course we talked about Milwaukee almost losing to the Knicks. You had Denver looking absolutely possessed. Against Dallas, who was undefeated at the time, they're really they're just good. Like Denver's yeah. just like this is we're on a Boston to Denver like crash course right now, genuinely. Which is kind of not as fun. It's fun, but it's not fun. What do you mean not as fun? I don't know. I'd rather like get like a big like another Warriors rematch or play the Lakers. Nah, nah. Denver, well, I don't really is... want the Lakers to even have the chance. Do you want my honest opinion? I think we're going to see Denver Boston more than once over the next five years. Oh, we're going to have to hate jo- uh, Jokic. I don't even know if it's going to be hate Jokic. It's just going to be a uh, fuck this guy, man. Like what the hell? <laughs> like I, it's, I, it's not I actually be out of like a lot of these guys on the Nuggets. So like, I don't want to have to start hating Mike Malone. Well, I'm not going to hate him. It's just going to be like a damn. You like might, you it, might have to. Nah. I mean, Why don't you, you let me I'm handle the a... hating and, and okay, tell me sure. who you should hate? Well, then don't tell me what to do. You can handle the hating then. Maybe you think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate to hate Mike Malone, though. He's so fire. Agree. You, you saw the thing of, uh, you know, opening night, all the Nuggets fans saying, who's your daddy, the Lakers? And Jamal Murray's like, this is all your fault. And he's just laughing. Yeah. He's just going back and forth uh, then. Looking at points per game, Luka is leading the league at roughly 34. Mitchell, uh... Luca, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, all averaging 30 plus a night. Um, oh, yeah. 
for their respective teams. Uh, most field goal attempts per game is De'Aaron Fox at 23-3. Jason Tatum is 10th down there. Desmond Bain attempting a lot of shots this year, as is <clears throat> Tyler Hero, who's averaging a very efficient 26 points, 45-45 splits. Uh, honestly, usually like to hate Hero. Good for him. After all the shit he went through the summer, like good for him that he's playing well. I, I don't even he's care. He's on a like, big prove it. Prove it move for him. Respect. After being almost traded or Respect. reportedly wanted to be part of uh, yeah. all these deals, according to Pat Riley. Like they want to get rid of him, essentially. Yeah. And Pat Riley was like, actually, no, we didn't want to trade. Uh, most threes a game, it's just Steph Shocker. Uh, I'm just looking at all the major stats. Most rebounds a game is DeMontis Sabonis at 14 2 right now. DeAndre Ayton's second. Uh, no real interesting names except for Jalen Duren at eighth. At 11 6. Uh, he's also second league in offensive rebounding. Mitchell Robinson's grabbing six offensive rebounds a game. That's kind of fucking crazy through six games. <laughs> like that's that's a crazy pace. Um assists right now is Tyree Saliburn at 12.4 a game. He's averaging 24 and 12 <laughs> while shooting roughly 50 40. He's special. <laughs> like he's nasty. Um Devin Booker also averaging 10 assists tonight, but he only played two games. Trey Young also averaging 10 assists. Uh Trey Young, though, shooting 35% from the field and 28% from deep. Not exactly great. Hawks are four and two, though. So yeah. <clears throat> sure. Why not? John Collins was the problem. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck it. Um, most turnovers per game. Uh Cade Cunningham at five and a half a game. Uh, steals is Marcus Smart at 2.8. Wouldn't have it any other fucking way. Uh, blocks is Anthony Davis at 3.7 through six games. That's crazy. Kind of crazy. crazy. I, can't, I can't lie to you. That's kind of nuts. Wembenyama in at 2.2 uh, getting in there. So uh, good for him. I'm trying to find the first Celtic on this list. It is Chris Stops at 1.8. Uh, and then Derek White's at 1.3 right now. So good for him. Um, personal fouls a game. Jaden McDaniel, uh, he's only played in three games, but he's averaging 4.3 personal fouls a game. Uh, <clears throat> sure. Good for you, brother. Uh, minutes per game. Anthony Davis is averaging 38.8 minutes a game. Respect. <laughs> there you go. Respect, Rock but also, up. hmm, like a little bit of, hmm, a guy that's not so durable leading the league in minutes in the first six games or however many games. You can't have it both ways. You can't. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not saying that they should not be playing him or, or he shouldn't want to play minutes. I'm saying, keep your eyes peeled for him to all of a sudden get hurt. Sure. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Uh, Free throws, Giannis is getting 10.4. Giannis and Dame are 1-2 in the league in free throws. That's disgusting. Oh, no. That's not good. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, luckily, Giannis is shooting 61.5%. So. First Celtic, how many does Tatum have per game? Ooh, or is it Porzingis? Uh, it is Porzingis at yeah. 5.6 and Tatum at 5.2. Um, <laughs> Refs don't love the Celtics quite like they like Milwaukee. Clearly. Clearly. How the hell is Dame getting so many free throws? Uh, I was watching that Knicks game last night. He's just fucking flailing. Honestly, he's just he's just he's getting a lot of. It feels like he's getting a lot of three point foul calls. <clears throat> uh, I, I don't have seen a couple. Um, no who who is shooting the worst from the field while attempting at least ten shots a night? Would you like to try to tell me? Player, <clears throat> player taking. At least ten, like of all players taking at least ten shots, who is shooting the worst from the field this year? Is this going to surprise me? No. Is it Julius Randle? <laughs> when I asked you this question, I didn't know who it was. 
But uh, yes, it is Julius Randle. This wasn't a bit. This was just a fun thing I was going to do. Julius Randle is shooting 27.1%. He's 4.3 makes for every 16 shots. <laughs> guy's just a bad player. He, he's, he's just not a winning player. He's not. That's, that's uh, special. The the Knicks tape or uh, the Knicks film room guys asked me to do their show this upcoming week, and I can't do it. But I will be there, mm. and I would love to talk about Julius Randle with them. I could not wait because I just want to be like, just have like a just this guy sucks circle with them because yeah. I know they. Agree. Um, worst three point shooter, uh, among those who have taken at least three, three per game, I should say. I'll give you the number. Someone, sh- someone shooting four point eight percent. So it's not. <laughs> no, uh, they it's are currently on the season. Um, <clears throat> Pritchard doesn't qualify. I don't think. Yeah. It, 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 uh, somebody shooting one of twenty-one for three on the season. Is it Scoot? It's Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul. Oh no! <clears throat> Very tough. Very tough. Uh, and then last thing we'll do here: who leads the league in plus-minus? It has to be a Celtic. Mm-hmm. Is it Tatum? Yeah, yeah, and it's not close. Ninety-four for Tatum, eighty-seven for Paul George, eighty-six for Jokic. Next most is eighty, and then it just drops. Uh, Paul George being there is kind of impressive. You think there would be more <laughs> Celtics on this list because of those two blowout wins against both, yeah. um, you know, Indiana and Washington? You get down into it. The Celtics have like five in the top twelve, so it's okay. it's fine, but. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk about this Warriors um, Thunder. No, I have not seen this. You're gonna have to educate me. Okay, so. good. Um, I also forgot to give the timestamp for when we started looking around the league. So tough. Um, good luck. The Warriors Thunder game was very good. It's very good game. Oh, I've heard. It came down to the last second. Steph hit a game winning. I believe it was a floater. However, there's a lot of drama on Twitter. Because there was no goaltending called. And it was very close. Okay. I've watched this multiple times. Um, and not only was there no goaltending, they overturned turned this, I believe, and they called it a basket. This was challenged in the moment. Oh. Overturned and called a Draymond Green field goal. Like it, it was given oh. to Draymond Green. Draymond so clutching up. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but okay. I'm going to show you this and then I'll show you that we'll watch the replays and okay. all of it. Um, but yeah, here we, here we go. So this is the final play of the game. It's a tie game at this point. And this is the play. Which, as it just fucking lags all over. Yeah. The I was going to say, uh... here we go. Right. So in the moment you're like, okay, Draymond doesn't even touch that. <clears throat> it's fine. But he Whatever. hit the net. He did. Somebody hit Giddy, the net. Giddy also hit the net. They both hit the net, right? They both hit the net. So, Technically, you called on both of them. Also, by the way, uh, white jerseys look bad on the road. Just had to say it. Draymond, this is this is why people are mad. Okay. So Draymond. as you watch Draymond jumping up for it, watch this hand on the ball. Fingers on the ball. You see? That does not look like it's up that high. It looks it's not like what? it's on Giddy's shoulder. Oh, that. Yeah, that's the one. The second hand coming through. Right. Bang. Adjusts it. Goes back. Close call. Do and we have another angle are... again of this? Okay, yes. So here you go. It's not this hand. That's the problem. Giddy does touch the net, so that's a problem. Draymond touches yeah, the Yeah, he definitely there. hits the ball. Here it is. 
And the hand wow. coming in and touches the ball a little bit. But there. if you want to. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. This is explaining. Okay. Giddy is pulling the net. After review, the basket and career is called on the court has been overturned to successful basket. So, so they on. called it they called it basket basket interference on the court then they overturned it and said it didn't matter so the initial call was draymond did goaltend <clears throat> yeah basket interference and they overturned that call now they yeah. did not say they overturned the call because giddy touched the net no kind of let weird. me let me look at the two minute report. Uh, let me go between, because let me the, uh, the, if I uh, had to like do NBA PEMDAS on the rule, I would say Josh Giddy grabbed the net before Draymond touched the ball. So mm-hmm. technically, the play should be dead by the time Draymond touches the ball and the basket is good. But I don't know if so, that's what the officials said. Last two minute report. After communicating with the replay center, the ruling on the floor of of offensive basket interference was overturned. There is clear and conclusive evidence that Green does not touch the ball, and although he makes contact with the rim, contacting the rim standing alone does not violate the rule. In order for contact with the rim to constitute offensive basket interference with the ball, um, when the ball is not in the net, it A, must occur when the ball is sitting or rolling on the rim and using the rim as its lower base. B, cause the ball to take an unnatural bounce, or C, move the rim off center. None of those conditions are satisfied, so there's no basket interference. I disagree. I think a couple of those were satisfied by what Draymond did. I think it he, like he hit the ball. I think, one, he hit the ball, and two, I think he touched the rim while it was sitting or rolling on the rim, and I also think he caused it to take an unnatural bounce. Watch this. Ready? I'm, and sorry that this is taking up time, but like I thought this was interesting. So you watch this. Ready? Tell me he doesn't touch the rim when the ball is on the rim. Okay, hold on. Uh, maybe he doesn't. But doesn't his first hand? I think his first hand does. Well, From the, the top rim. angle, it looks like he taps the ball. I agree. This angle we're looking at right now, it looks like he taps the ball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not playing. I don't know. I, I thought it was weird. I'll put it this way. If I was an OKC fan, I'd be mad. Like <laughs> I, I would be angry that something wasn't called. Sure. Or that it was called and then overturned. Because I think the part I think the important thing is, here is in order to overturn something, it has to be clear and conclusive and calling that clear and conclusive is some bullshit because <laughs> that's not clear and conclusive. Anyways, last thing before we move on to the rat list um, is Sam's favorite player in the league, Zach Levine. Uh, because remember when we talked about how there were rumblings that, you know, oh, the bulls or the Sixers might want to get in on the Levine action yeah. um, source from Joe Cowley of the Chicago sun times. According to a source close to the situation, the Bulls have no intention of trading Levine anytime soon. And even if that changes, a big if, it's unlikely the 76ers fit the profile of what the Bulls would be looking for in return. The Bulls are unserious. Like, the Bulls, like, oh, man. you know, King of the Fourth Quarter, the, the YouTuber? Yeah, yeah, he just tweeted fan. out, he said, I need Levine or DeRozan to request a trade now. Like, they're done. Bulls fans are done. The Bulls are bad. Like, it's, it's bad. They just lost by 22 to the Nuggets tonight. Game they were winning at half. Yeah. The Bulls Bad were up Bulls. by up by no two at half. And then they lost third quarter, fourth quarter, 21 to 35, 27 to 37. I would love to know, like, if you like had a uh, even an off the record conversation with the Bulls like front office. 
what do you guys like? What's your best case scenario? Like, what do you think is going to happen with this current group? Because there is no answer where it's like, well, maybe like they could do something. It's like, no, like this team sucks. Best part, I, I was doing research for an article yesterday. The Bulls starters this season are shooting 27.3% from three. That's pretty good. That's better than us. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Celtic starters are shooting 44.6%, by the way. Yeah. Uh, second, second in the league behind the Clippers. Um, it, like, that's next level awful. And they're like, uh, ha- how? You're shooting, they're shooting 41% from the field and 27% from three. They're starters. <sighs> the Bulls fans are down bad. That's all I got. Sorry, Bulls fans. I would not uh, want to be a Bulls fan. Not at all. But that is they, the perfect. Like, uh, nobody really wants these players that bad. Like, I don't really know what you're going to get. Like, there isn't going to be that great of a return, I don't think, for Levine or DeRozan. Sure. Yeah. You can, like, make the pitch that they would be a shiny, interesting piece to a real contending team. But what real contending team is going to want to give up any piece of their contending core? to get those guys. I just don't think it's happening. Yeah. Levine, you can make an okay case for, but then you're like, well, he makes this much money. And it's like, "Mm, don't want to pay that. Yeah. The bull stink. Uh, Anyways, uh, let's move into the rat list here (laughs) and uh, I'll let you kick it off unless you want me to, man. Oh, we think you got, I have no idea. I'm just kind of riffing. Uh, oh, I can read. I can redo my my thing from the pregame show. Uh, all you fucking commenters, you guys are morons. Uh, <laughs> well, you most of close you. with this. You could <laughs> close with this. No, I don't care because I, I want the most people for audience retention purposes to hear this. Okay, great, great. <laughs> Over the last few days, we've had so many people comment some of the most brain dead shit, and I don't get. Like, I don't get. I'm a pretty chill guy. Yes. The amount of comments on our Daniel Tice video, you can't combine TPE with salaries. We didn't fucking say you could. You don't listen. You don't listen to the video and comprehend what you got to use your critical listening skills. Did you do phonics (laughs) in like second grade? Did you fucking listen to the teacher? Like, what are we doing? We said trade for somebody using the TPE, wait 60 days to trade them again to aggregate them with their salary, then trade the player that's making six million with two other minimum players legal did not say combine the tpe with players not legal so like listen yeah. listen holy shit and then well, jack also, jack the gets ridiculed say, daily and he doesn't get dude, mad the people saying why are you gonna trade peyton pritchard we didn't say they should trade peyton pritchard again just because his face is on the screen doesn't mean we suggest you, you saw tatum's face on the screen did we suggest trading him for fucking tice no listen to the video morons and then again today dude commenting about our fucking uh, our copyright screen on the videos he goes i thought you guys were sanctioned by the celtics and this wasn't it's not even worth it then fucking leave like no one asks you to like express your displeasure if you have actual like criticism you have actual like you can disagree with our opinions let us know perfect fine i've disagreed with ill in the past about Derek white and stuff and we've had like haha funny banter good you commenting the most this was genuinely like made me upset the, like that this was like another member of the human race it, like ha, like oh my god how is this like how are you a human like i need to read this i need to read this 
copyrighted material really nothing like screaming from the rooftops we're not sanctioned by the boston celtics sorry but you were better off without the videos since i wondered whether you were or not until i saw your really oppressive watermark lol goodbye now <clears throat> let me ask you this when you go to the grocery store and you're buying a t-shirt let's say and you see a t-shirt get all my t-shirts exactly but say you're a big nike guy <laughs> Say They're Target's not. <laughs> not sanctioned by well, say you are. Say you're a Nike guy. Target's not sanctioned by Nike. Sure. This is like going up to the person at the cash register and saying, Wow, until I came here and saw this, I thought you were sanctioned by Nike. Just because you thought something stupid doesn't mean that the people who were doing other things were wrong. You thinking that everybody with Celtics in their name or covering a basketball team is sanctioned by the team, you're dumb as shit. <laughs> And I'm being mean now, but it was, it really made me angry this morning. Cause like my, the, my least favorite part of people in the comments is them thinking they're better than you. That's my biggest pet peeve in life. People thinking they're like, like, like talking to you, like you're a child. It makes me want to like pull my hair out. Like it gets me so riled up. So this dude coming in and saying, wow, not even fucking worth I don't fuck off. Like, <laughs> go the fuck away. Like, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna do this. Hold up. Can you take Matt off the screen, please? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me do that. Let's see. Sec, 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 see. Sec. <laughs> let me let me know when he's off. He's off. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look. Can I? How, how do we get in here? Oh, this is this is him. Can I? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, whew, hide user from channel. Look at that. See you later, buddy. <laughs> best part about that is best part about YouTube comments. He'll never know he's banned. He's gonna keep commenting. We're just never going to see well, it. Well, he might know he's banned because you just did it on camera. It was like... Good. Yeah. And, you know, okay. Okay. Viral Nugget, respond. Comment. Comment your response. Okay. Comment. Comment your response. And My that favorite made me aspect of all of irrationally mad this morning. Yes. Jack being Fuck. irrationally mad at people like telling him he doesn't know ball, but they can be like, <laughs> you're disgusting. Stop sneezing. Stop wiping your nose. Stop uh, coughing. Stop clearing your throat. Uh, you're fat. You need to lose weight so you don't have a bunch of shit in your throat anymore. He doesn't care. But tell him he does not know ball. And he will rant about you for five to seven minutes of the podcast and block you on air. Also, I love I will it. also say... I love all of our commenters, except for like a, a, a select few. And so I love you all. And I need you to know that because I'm usually very calm, but that made me very mad today. And so I, I thought you would appreciate me getting angry on the internet. People like angry Jack. It, it's it's something. I so, like it. I'm all for go. it. Um, so I guess I will start off with a softer rat list. This is not really a real rat list. <laughs> but. Uh, yesterday I introduced my girlfriend to the NBA. My girlfriend does not really know that much about basketball. She doesn't really ever watch cable. Uh, mm -hmm. but we sat and we watched some of these games while we like, you know, like made food or whatever. So it was a little bit of background stuff going on, but she got to watch Jokic for the first time. Said she's rooting for Horseman is what she told me. So great. Respect. But the reason I'm telling you about this and the reason why I mentioned that she does not often watch cable television is because there are a lot of commercials yesterday that she was seeing for the first time. 
She was watching commercials. She was like, wow, these like fast food companies really, really snap on their commercials. I was like, yeah, they do. And I was like going along with the BK commercial, the Whopper commercial, one of the all-time great commercials. And then it dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute. You don't know the lore of this Whopper commercial, do you? And she said, no. No, I don't know it. And I said, oh, do I have a tale for you? So I sat there and I explained to my girlfriend, who is a med student, that <laughs> back in January, a lot of us, including Jack and I, who sat in a room and really had a nice laugh about uh, the Whopper commercial coming on at full blast. Whopper, 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 Junior Chuffle. As Sam freezes. Sam freezing in the middle of his Ratless is all time. It's uh, not. It's really terrible. It ruins the comedic <laughs> timing. And I'm actually really, really mad about it. It makes me not even want to finish the story. It's okay. I started singing Whopper Whopper when he froze, so it uh, it kicked. Sure. I don't even remember what I. I don't know where I left off because you really don't know when you lag. Uh, you just was. You just said like oh, I was explaining to her like the the song, like the lyrics. I was ex- <laughs> no. I was explaining, not the song. But that the lore, yeah, the lore, the yeah. lore that the entire world stood still as Demar Hanlon was fighting for his life on the football field, and we're all sitting here in disbelief, laughing because not at him because the Whopper commercial <laughs> is just the most non-read the room esque placed commercial during this tragedy. And they cut to break because they don't want everyone like they don't want a bunch of cameras in this guy's face. You just get whopper, whopper, <laughs> whopper, whopper. And I'll tell you what, nobody thought that shit was funnier than Jack. When when that happened, <laughs> again, not the tragedy, the commercials placement. I remember Jack and I did a show after that, and I think we both sat here dying laughing for like 10 minutes just talking about Dude, it. Whopper Whopper might be top five all-time memes. It's it's yes. it's it's up there. I oh got to explain God. the the historic lore of the Whopper commercial. Yesterday. Yeah, Whopper Whopper is all-time. Um, I'm going to rat list the new download position in Chrome. So <clears throat> this is very random. Do you... Do you use Chrome? Yes. Day to day? Yes. Do you I know do. what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. So usually beforehand, Chrome would download something and it'd go to the bottom of your screen like a bar. Very convenient. Allows you to drag things up easy. Now it goes to the top right of your screen. So you have to click something and then you can drag it. Yes. It's just like changing something that doesn't need to be changed. And you know what that sounds less like? Less convenient now. Uh, you're going to say NBA jerseys. And I it sure it. is. Uh, but yeah it just makes all of my editing all of my adding photos to articles all of my adding you know uh video stuff to to podcast editing everything is just more difficult nobody asked for that exactly yeah exactly and the best part Uh, is it it used to be a beta thing so you could like turn it off like oh i don't want to test this out but now it's just a thing so you can't change it so it's uh it's fucked it's not a not a fun time so uh Today was my friend's giving and sure. great event, great event, the rival secret Santa, though I don't like Christmas. I do really like secret Santa with the boys. It's very great. We all get each other great gifts. Everybody has a great time. 
Friendsgiving's great. We all make food. We all sit there and eat a bunch of food. Now, the rat list is me because holy fuck did I eat a lot today. <laughs> Good. I had two full plates. Mm. Turkey, ham, broccoli, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. Green beans, potatoes, tomatoes, ham. No green turkey. beans. Well, they didn't have green beans. I was just singing the song. Then I had these cookies I made yesterday. Don't worry about it. Mm. We were baking cookies watching the play in or the Did the you make them or tournament. did Kalen make them? We both made them. It was a team effort. Mm-hmm. We sure. did. I paid for the stuff and uh we she picked out the amount of ingredients and I helped mix them together. It was a very much team effort. Okay. It was. I swear to God it was. I, just, I did the dishes. Yeah, that was one of those things that was better left at team effort not yeah i paid for it that i'd mix the stuff in the bowl yeah, I paid for it. <laughs> this is my stuff i should have paid for is for my event but anyways yeah ate like five six of those cookies my friend made these brownies that are also rice crispy treats and s'mores so i had like three or four of those this is just one of those days where i woke up today knowing i was going to eat whatever i wanted and yeah. those days are historic days and in a week, it won't matter, but you have that regret. You're just like, wow, I'm fat as shit. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. Um, so I've got a rat list, but I'm going to encapsulate it in an anti-rat list. So okay. I went out in Boston with Danny uh, yesterday. Uh, had a good time. Had some beers. It was, I was feeling good. Put that I was feeling, I was feeling all right. Okay. <clears throat> um, and we're out and about having a good time. Danny's a fun guy. We're chilling. We get to the tea stop. We're on the way to the bar. We had a little bit to drink beforehand. Then we're we're going out to a bar. <clears throat> and do you ever walk by somebody and you hear part of a conversation and you just you so desperately want to stop and say, need to hear the rest. Need to know what's happening here. Yeah, once in a while. I remember I went to Six Flags and uh this woman was like, Yeah, my brother used to just kill frogs. And then we just yeah. kept walking. <laughs> so I my version of that last night was and here we're walking by you get you get like yeah he's a virgin he probably gets bullied and i don't know (laughs) that was actually very well done i like that delivery good job jack great job i'm like like, (laughs) we get to like wherever we're waiting for the train i turn to danny i go did you hear he goes yeah i did i did and i go i kind of wanted to stop i kind of like kind of don't want to defend i want to defend the homie that's disrespectful as shit I go, you got to defend the brother. Sure. Um, so that there's that. Uh, I'll rat list you actually. Okay. And this isn't this isn't from me. This oh. is directly from Liz Simone, my mom. Oh no, Sam, my mom might love Christmas more than anybody else in this world. Oh, oh no, more than. More than anybody, more than any, anybody I've ever met in my life. She was watching Elf today in the living room, right? It's November fourth, right? Yeah. And so I come out here, I go, yeah, Ratless, blah blah blah, same route with Christmas. She stops dead while she's doing, turns to me, she goes, "What?" I'm like, she just doesn't like Christmas, and Don't she goes, she goes, Jack, you need to Ratless him tomorrow. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, and she goes and tell him it's from fucking me too. I'm like, okay, well, uh, so my mom would like to put you on the rat list, and I get it's gonna happen multiple times because sure, when I tell you she loves Christmas more than anybody else, she loves Christmas, she loves it. Well, it's her too favorite. Bad, uh, 
This would be, I want to put this in perspective. Now, <laughs> not to pretend like we didn't do this. Uh-huh. You're here. here. No, you're okay, here. Okay, I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> not to pretend like we didn't do this, but being like, hey, Christmas on November 5th is being like, hey, NBA on August 2nd. <laughs> I mean, we did that, but... It ain't here yet. It's not NBA season on August 2nd. It's it's about to be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, by the way. <clears throat> love Thanksgiving. Quality Eight holiday. Yeah. Love Thanksgiving. Friendsgiving was great today. We took all these stupid pictures. We all like found random items in McKenna's backyard who has just he had a shopping cart, ladder, plenty of things. Um <laughs> also do you have any more? Oh, uh, yeah, quick. Also rat list. So contrary to popular commenter belief, I'm not rich. <laughs> like I love when they say you're rich. And you're I, like, I I'm not rich. Like I'm trying to move into the city. Everything's so fucking expensive. <laughs> it's so impossible to find anywhere to live. And so Ratless, the fucking housing market for just making dude. I wish it I liked impossible. like rodeos and stuff because it would cost no money to live near that. <laughs> Right? I wish I grew up in Oklahoma City, could cover the thunder, get real in on the beat real easy, yeah. you watch some radios, live real cheap, and no. I live in a place that wants to charge me for fucking the shit that I take in the corner. Like, it's just, everything has a price. Like, you can't live anywhere. It's impossible, man. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I had I had something else, too. Oh, <laughs> Ratless, this guy who came up to us. So we went to one bar, got closer to Danny's house, went to another bar. This dude comes up to us. I'm not going to say on the podcast. He just asked us, like, never met this guy. Asked us oh, the most. About these things. I will tell you the yeah. most obscene question. And Danny and I, like, shell shocked, look at each other, like, wow. And so, like, we had like w- like a pity conversation with dude or whatever <clears throat> conversations, oh, no. whatever. And then we like kind of like shuffle, blah blah blah, talk to ourselves, move away, <clears throat> and then. He comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I'm like my name's this, like this." I'm like, "Nice to meet you, man." Then we finish our drinks. He goes, "Yeah, me and Danny, like, yeah, we're head out." We get out there. He goes, "We had to leave. <laughs> we had to go." Um, so yeah, and then last one I have anti ratless. So there's, I'll shout it out: College Pizza by Fenway. Great pizza. Danny might be the most social person on the planet, right? He's very he's just, outgoing. From he's just I one of those guys Danny. that knows everybody. We get into this pizza place chilling there and i i know danny loves the pizza place because he's sent me pictures of him like behind the counter like just making pizzas before um he go in owner goes danny get the fuck up here buddy and he goes up to the counter like daps him up goes what's up man just like and danny goes no i'm waiting in line i'm just i'm just standing here i'm in line i don't want to disrespect and he goes all right fine so we just wait and like we just have a conversation with this guy that danny knows danny puts like some a tip in the jar they take the jar away and say don't you fucking t- don't you dare that's disrespectful tipping us like <laughs> he's and uh, it's a ratless because i am not like a like a uh and naturally social guy and so, so i'm don't sitting there the like center of attention no it's yeah. like, but like, well it's not even the attention a thing. it's just like well it's not even the attention <laughs> thing it's just like in that setting danny's yeah, so comfortable and i'm so you nuts. got nothing like, for him okay cool but yeah i mean it was funny it's just in pizza i got a buffalo chicken slice <laughs> shit was fucking i was let me tell you at that moment in time and at my my mental state in that moment maybe the greatest piece of food i've ever had (laughs) (laughs) i got home had a chicken cheesesteak it's like just cheese like cheesesteak but chicken heated it up because i got it earlier 
genius. Then we played OG Fortnite for an hour, and it's good. It's good. Anyways, I'll let you wrap it around. It's a good end to your night. So, uh, oh, it's great. Speaking of going out, right? So I was at this thing today, obviously, and as you do at a friend's giving, you have many conversations. One of the conversations we were having uh, would be like, maybe like amongst, not amongst, discussing what would be the most intense fighting words to hear if you're out maybe at a bar, right? Because one of my friends was talking about like he got in an argument with somebody at at a bar and whatever said he could bench whatever and the guy tried to tell me he could bench just stupid dumb arguments that aren't even really funny yeah but so rat list anybody that calls you pee head <laughs> did someone call you pee head <laughs> i was not called pee head but the the insult pee head <laughs> was thrown around at the table today and let me tell you <clears throat> pee head Maybe more insulting to be called than anything I think I could think of. It's probably worse than buddy. If you're out with your friends and somebody calls you pee head, like you almost have to fight them. Like <laughs> you have, you got to think about it. Like if somebody calls you pee head, you have to do something about that. You cannot allow that to happen. If somebody calls you buddy. You can be like, who are you calling buddy? Like you just like pal him or something. If somebody calls you pee head, you cannot come back from that. You, yeah, you have to like go fight them. I don't know if there's any other response I've never to heard that. Pinhead. Exactly. That's, good. That's the even better part. Because someone was That's like, well, good. what if someone calls you Pinhead? And I was like, well, if someone calls you Pinhead, then the thought is that they are not saying something as original because obviously SpongeBob, who you call him Pinhead, Pinhead, is what everyone's mind to that has seen it jumps to. So it's like, well, yeah. you're not really that original. But if somebody calls you Pinhead, was someone called Pinhead? Deep in the bag. Well, someone table, called somebody might have been called P-Head. But it was out of love, and it wasn't like fighting words. So <laughs> it, it was like, I was like, well, what if you were out and somebody was actually like, look at What's that P-head? P-Head over there. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck, dude. You just call me quick P-Head? Punch. <laughs> quick punch. Quick punch. Yeah. Back it. So that's, I all like I it. that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right. We can get on out of here. Thank you all for tuning in to the Rattles and to How About Themselves. Like, this is a, a nice long episode today. We appreciate you guys for enjoying it. Hopefully you didn't turn off when I started fucking screaming into the microphone at <coughs> that one commenter. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Make sure to comment or send us an email with what's popping uh, at the start and leave us a nice comment and you will be entered automatically to win a $10 gift card to In Pop Nito to get some flavored popcorn. It's very, yes. very good. We both love it. Uh, uh, check us out on Spotify and Apple. Thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe and uh, let Sam take it out. Yes. Hey, thank you very much for listening and watching today. Uh, Great show. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads. A lot of love on the videos recently, even though Jack just said, hey, I hate everyone that comments on our stuff. (laughs) But uh, we do appreciate all the recent interactions. So thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe, leave a like, and do leave comments, even though Jack might have scared you. Also, we're available on Spotify and Apple for the audio-only version of the show. You can... Follow us there. Leave a nice five-star review. Say something nice. You can also find us on Playback, playback.tv. It is just the name of the podcast as you see it on your screen with the apostrophe. You can find us on social media. How about them? C's. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast as well. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's NBA. You can follow me at Samuel France NBA. That's it for us. 
Tic-tac-o. Come on. Tackle. Tackle.